It's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. This show was taped in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to It's That Episode Live Edition. Put your hands together. All right, great. Um, thanks so much. This is the podcast where I invite people over to my uh, apartment to watch any TV show that they choose, and we talk about it and other crap. Tonight, the UCB East Theater is my apartment. Uh, I'm sleeping here tonight. I bought a cot. Uh, I have an alarm clock. I haven't tested it, so I'm also going to put my iPhone alarm on just in case. But I am sleeping here. Um, unlike most episodes, I have three guests today, and we're gonna. Each one of them is gonna show a clip from uh, a TV show that they choose. I'm gonna show a clip from a TV show that I choose, and we may or may not talk about Breaking Bad because that show is. Uh, when this airs, it will have played last night. And now we're days away from it. There'll be a ton of spoilers. Everybody leave. Now, there are not going to be any spoilers, maybe. We'll see. Um, so thanks so much for coming out. I'm going to invite uh, my guests out now, one by one. And what I've done is um, I've decided to pick, because this, this is a TV uh, podcast, I've decided to pick a TV theme song to represent each one of the people that are my guests. Uh, they don't know what it is. Uh, it does, uh, this is how I feel about each one of them. So, um, uh, with that being said, uh, I'll introduce my first guest, uh, guest who is from the hilarious sketch group Murder Fist. Please welcome to the stage, Henry Zabrowski. So, Henry, this is the song that I chose for you. Thank you for that. I fucking love this show. It's all I watch. So that's the X-Files theme song. Yeah. And the reason that I picked it for you is because you are... What I, yes, <laughs> say hi to the audience. <laughs> Hello, audience. How say are hi, you? Hi, it's hi, good to see you. Say hi to every member of the audience. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Um, <laughs> this is good. So I picked the uh, X-Files theme song because you are fairly, I'd say, too extremely into conspiracy theories. Very much so, yes. Um, so I was thinking, uh, did you watch X-Files back in the day? Um, I did. It's actually probably like why I am who I am. I think I am governed by the sexual tension of David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson. Did they ever have sex in that show? I... No, they're having sex now. Hell yeah. Did you hear that? They're dating now. No, isn't that the 90210 thing? Is that Luke and... Uh, didn't that happen today also? Didn't somebody get married from 90210? Seriously? Yeah, I think... I'll just... It's, just, it's, just, it's just like at the same point, like four months ago, they just went back through their cell phone of just like, who can I fuck? But it's like a really big cell phone from the early 90s. <laughs> um, so you're a big conspiracy theorist fan. Yes. What, what would you say is your top... Either the craziest conspiracy theory there is or, or your favorite conspiracy theory. My, you see, w once you get into it, you realize they all sort of glob together in a giant, inane sack of bullshit. <laughs> um, but my favorite thing is probably David Icke, who uh, was a former BBC uh, sportscaster who got visited, who got visited by a 15-foot uh, reptilian creature from the uh, planet Draco. <laughs> that um, is not, that's not his belief. That happened. But this is what he says at the very top of his book. He wrote this book called The Biggest Idea. At the very top of it, he's just like, yes, I could spare you this reptile agenda and make people think that I'm not insane, but I'm going to tell people the truth, <laughs> that I was met and spoke with a 15-foot reptilian creature from the planet Draco that enters into our solar system every 36,000 years and 36,000 years ago they came and they made humans as a slave race in order to mine gold in Africa that was what used to fuel their <laughs> ships and that they created the various bloodlines that are now what is what we would consider our Bavarian Illuminati or Freemasonry. I... I immediately stopped paying attention. Yes, when you yes, 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 yes. This man is desperate for attention. He, um, I think he's got a hard time ordering at a restaurant. <laughs> like people literally won't even. It's like, take what do you have? Order. It's like, well, thirty-six thousand years ago, <laughs> when the Dracos visited, that is unbelievable. Yeah. What would you like for lunch? <laughs> um, so, is that a Bud Light? That sounds like. Yes, I love a Bud Light. <laughs> that sounds like the um, the plot to that TV show V. Oh my God. 
Did he write V? I have to look on his IMDb. He's got one. Well, he was a... What was he? A BBC? A BBC sportscaster. Well, yeah. Until that fateful Wednesday when he was met by a 15-foot... And what does he do now? He just goes place to place talking about the Dracos? Yeah, Draco. The draconian race that made us. And what would you say? How many... Does he have followers? I think he's got literally dozens of true disciples that follow him around from place to place. If you're listening and you're a draconian, um, when you come back in 36,000 years, please spare us and give us all the gold. Uh, I w- what I would, I'll be your jester. If there are 20-foot reptiles, I think I, I can hopefully roll around on the floor and make them laugh with a jingle hat on, <laughs> and they'll just, they'll just accept me. And if not, they just, you know, bite your intestines out. Oh, yeah. I mean, immediate death. Or forever enslavement <laughs> which is better i mean at least i'll have a job uh, I, hate, I hate idle hands work is freedom all right yes. um so uh wow what a depressing yes. what a dep- <laughs> i'm so sorry all right that was depressing um, i'm sorry <laughs> it's fine it just it just goes there all right so um my next guest coming out um is uh let me just ch- double check my order, which is very important. <laughs> there's been there's there's like five tiers of order that you've carefully laid. In. You, it sounds like this show- you're some kind of draconian. Wait a minute, where's the gold? All right, so my next guest is a writer for Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, and I have picked a song for him to come out to. Please welcome to the stage, David Young. <laughs> Do you know what this is from? It's the second season theme song to Shark Tank. Oh! (laughs) What? I love Shark Tank. Shark Tank is, if you're not aware, I believe it's on ABC. It's on ABC, It's a TV show where three, uh, like five business, billionaire business people judge the um, inventions and ideas and business ideas of uh, everyday Americans. Yes. And they give them money. If they like the idea, they give them money, and it's uh, it's fantastic. It's actually four with a fifth floater millionaire who comes maybe in. Maybe Mark Cuban, maybe maybe Jeff Jeff Foxworthy. Exactly, you've seen the show. Well, the thing is, the reason I picked it is you introduced you you are the only person, uh, the first person to mention that show to me. Yes, and then I started watching it recently, and I thought really? of you. That's great. So the there's first... no actual tank of sharks anywhere? No, it's just in the graphics. Yeah, I don't quite understand why they've defined themselves as sharks. It's, well, like, it's kind of like the thing with Ibsen. If you put a gun on the wall in the first act, you need to use it by the third oh, act. Oh, yeah. One of, the, gonna... one of the citizens, the regular Americans, gets eaten by a shark yeah. at the end of every episode. <laughs> exactly. When Perfect. I, when I first heard the, ly- the lyrics, it was, the best things in life are free. And I was like... Fuck you, you because th- I'm Jewish. So I thought it was. I thought it was just like I was, I was like, oh great. So I guess it's some Jew cut. That, that, that reflects more on you than on me. Yeah, it I does. And I got really neurotic. You're very paranoid. <laughs> I'm also Jewish, so yeah, that would no, be like a, a very self, strange, a self-loathing Jew who wanted to stick it to me. Yeah, I know you want everything for free. <laughs> if I was a rich man, dibble dibble dibble, you like going like. Henry, because you're not Jewish, that's anti-Semitic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I want to be. You took it too far. Um, So my question for you, David, is um, you're a fan of Shark Tank. You introduced it to me. If you were on Shark Tank, you had to pitch these millionaires who are going to give you money – uh, if you have to pitch them an idea, what do you, do you have you by watching thought of an idea that you would pitch them, or or the type of idea that you would pitch them? Yes, I have two two ideas. <laughs> okay, well, I, I watch it every. This is so pathetic. I watch it every Friday night. I wish I could say that I DVR and watch it the next day. You watch it live. I watch it live with my wife, or we we give it like fifteen minutes and then we watch it. Oh, so you, do, you avoid the commercials. The commercials. <laughs> you Jew. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, uh, I do the same exact thing. I barely really right. know how that's a Jewish cutdown. No, right? I. Listen, this is going to get super anti-Semitic. <laughs> dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Oh, I, I made you out of clay. <laughs> so, um, so two. One of them is my wife's idea. So I don't know if I should like spoil it for her. Well, let's ruin it because somebody's okay, going to steal this and use it. Okay, two. There are two ideas. Mine is an app idea. They never do apps on that show. Oh, and that my app idea is ready for this one. Yeah. Okay. In New York City, if you're driving around, there's so many confusing car car uh, parking signs. So you don't know, can I park here? Can I not park here? It's like, is it legal to park here? Am I going to get a ticket? So my app would locate where you are in the city, 
and tell you whether or not you could park there. That's a genius idea. That's that a it, great idea. That's Thank a you. good idea. Thank you. Woo. So and and uh, okay, I'm a shark now. What about in other? What about not New York City? You would do Philly. You would broaden to other cities. Because that would broaden to LA. Shark at all? That's your aggressive question. What, what about other cities? I mean, yeah, we'd move there too. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, great. Then I'm going to give you a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> what if a meteorite strikes the Earth and destroys the internet? <laughs> That's asked every time on Shark Tank. Yeah, <laughs> that's you so using Shark Tank because yeah. every time they say, "What if everybody goes off the grid at once?" Yeah. What if there's a super plague and it kills all of humankind? <laughs> you know what my idea is? This is an idea of heads. Middle school, which is, I, they probably wouldn't invest in it because it's a product, not a, not a business. But it's um, weighted straws. So oh, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. when you're drinking a soda pop, the straw always floats up. There are heavy straws. You All can right, buy. never mind. Wait, can I tell you the, the other idea really quickly? <laughs> yes, because there are there are four girls in the audience, so this is. I'm curious, or maybe more. So my wife, her idea, really quickly. Wait, most of the gu- people who look like guys are girls, right? Incognito. <laughs> Okay. okay, really quickly. Girls who paint their fingernails um, at night, if you do it at night and you go to sleep and you wake up, they're marks, right? It's annoying. So my wife's idea is a glove that you put with little balls on the fingernails so you can go to sleep with the balls over the fingernails and you wake up and you sort of just like, like it's a little space helmet and you take it off and you're... So you're wearing gloves to bed. It's terrible. It's my, so I, your, your hands will shrivel up with sweat after... Yeah, it's, it's all... <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of... But we, we drew out... That's a horrifying idea. Sport. It's like a horrible constraining <laughs> idea. And also, like, if you crush the balls at night, like, you're going to gouge your eye out. <laughs> like, there's a flaw in... There's several flaws, but that's the other idea. And I got a little acknowledgement from these two. Yeah, you would, who would wear a, a round of applause? Who would if wear we those? fixed it. Not a, but you'd wear the balls? Great. All right. Um, <laughs> our next guest uh, is a member of the Stepfathers Improv Group at the UCB Theater every Friday night at, I believe, 9 p.m. I could be wrong. Uh, please welcome the stage. Remember, I picked this theme song to represent him. Connor Ratliff. <laughs> uh. Connor, do you know the theme song? Let's let it play for a second. Tim Allen and a little Patricia, what's her name? I was never, I was never a regular viewer of that show. It's uh, Home Improvement. Yeah. And the, I, the reason I picked it is I don't know you very well, but I feel like you, you look like you've... Like you're a working man who sort of looks like Al Borland just slightly, <laughs> not not that much, but like he does kind of look like, like Al Borland. Yeah, like the shirt you're wearing, for instance. Like I think Al Borland would wear that. That's shirt. The, his co-host on the show, right? Yes, on his show, Tool Time. See, I know a little. Yeah, I you know, know they do animated transitions. Yeah. Yes, yes, and great bloopers at the end. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever watched the end of an episode or the beginning of an episode. I've only seen the middles of episodes. So you've never even heard that theme song. It sounded once I heard the. <laughs> I knew that can't be a common thing that happens in songs. I thought that's something. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be common. It must be something. Yes. Um, Connor, so have you? Uh, so you've watched Tool Time or Home Improvement a couple times. Have you ever built anything notable? Um, I once uh, in a class built a tiny chair uh, for a like for a doll. I don't know why. I, that's it, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was it what class was this? Did you invent the class in your mind? Because I don't remember. I, it creepy. wasn't Woodshop because I never. I, it was for like a. I think for a technical theater class or something. We had to do something, and I built a like a tiny like a deck chair, the type that has the long. Uh, Thank you, an Adirondack. Maybe I'm not going to. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it was specifically. So that may or may not have been an Adirondack. Possibly an. Adirondack. So was this something that took you a long time? Like no. It, I, it was brief. Were you provided the doll? No. <laughs> uh, I mean, I Did guess you the, build it for a specific doll that you yeah, had? That's I, I, I think I was just trying to... It could be a small animal or a creature. I mean, it was just <laughs> a tiny know. chair. Too tiny for a human baby. So I guess a doll or some other kind a of... A doll creature. or a creature. Yeah, some other, <laughs> some other animal or ornament. You could put a tiny plant in it, I guess, but that wouldn't make sense because a plant doesn't need a chair the way a doll does. Would you, did you get a grade on it? I, I, well, I'm here, so obviously I did well enough. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> well, they did murder everybody who did they a bad did, job. They, <laughs> did. they did. There were, I was the only survivor. That was a very, very violent school. Yes. It was the Battle <laughs> Royale school. Um, 
So right now, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, every each of my guests picked a, uh, a clip from a TV show. Um, so Connor, why don't we start with you? And you've got a I feel like a very exciting clip to show yeah. right now. So why don't you just sort of give uh, um, why don't you tell us what you decided to watch? Yeah, uh, I mean, I know a lot of times uh, on it's that episode, it's either a favorite show or like a like a show that uh, the guest really hates. This is neither. It's this is Band of Brothers, the HBO miniseries. A which great show. I I think a very good show. Not one of my favorites, but I like it just fine. But the reason I picked it uh, is because I was cast in a small speaking role in Band of Brothers. And then I got very good news, which was that Tom Hanks was going to be personally directing my episode, the episode I was going to be in. Which I'd say for not only any actor, but any per- – I feel like Tom Hanks is sort of the all-American, probably the coolest yeah. celebrity there is. I'd say top, top five celebrities that is alive. <laughs> You're crying, man. You're yeah, crying. Are, you, are you in love with him? Is Pat, he your I father? A, can I get some tissues up here? <laughs> Because this is getting emotional, but he's pretty amazing. Like that's yeah. exc- what when you heard the news that he was directing, what was your response? Like I, what I felt bad for the people in episodes one through four that they, unless they were also in episode five. But I thought, how lucky that I'm in the episode that Tom Hanks is directing personally. Uh, and then I got fired by Tom Hanks uh, <laughs> the day before uh, the day before we filmed the episode. Uh, now the clip I, I picked two parts from the episode. One just because it's a really the scene, one scene is, features the character that I was supposed to play. Which is, what's his uh, name? Private John S. Zelinsky Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, very specific name for a very tiny functional character. Um, but, and so there's one scene, uh, which you'll see the actor who replaced me. Um, and then I also, before that, I picked a scene just because I thought that scene was a little bit dry. Uh, so I picked a, one of the cooler scenes in the episode. Um, uh, the, Damian Lewis, the, one of the main actors on Band of Brothers, who a lot of you, may, if you watch the show Homeland uh, on Showtime, he's the he's one of the main he's the main actor on Homeland. Uh, and if you've seen that show and you know that there's always a, it's a very enigmatic performance because uh, you don't know whether he's a good guy or he's been turned or whatever. Watching this again, I found that I c- now can't watch him without thinking he is a good guy in this. But now I watch it and think he could What's be he a bad guy. Yeah, it could be a bad guy. So there's a cool action sequence, and then the scene I was, one of the scenes I was supposed to be in. All right, let's check it out. Finish your novel yet? It's a lot of homework. And I thought executive officer was supposed to be a fun job. Who are you? Zelensky, sir. Who is he? Zelensky's my orderly. Well, so rank does have its part. privileges. Orderly, huh? I suppose you do stuff like get coffee. Can do, sir. Black, no sugar. And a bacon sandwich. What, you want something? Bacon sandwich. I'll give you that to Colonel Sink with my compliments. All that for two pages, huh? So that means that's going to take a while. Yeah, it is. You want a job? <laughs> there it is. I think somebody wishes he were back in charge of Easy Company, Moose. Are you two just here to gloat? All right. Zelinsky. Zelinsky. So what the hell happened? <laughs> well, uh, because yeah. that that role was, I think there was what one one speaking line. Yeah, there were more lines in, in the, the script. script. They ended up the, when I ended up seeing the show, like m- most of the very small part was already cut down to the most functional uh, stuff possible. I was living in England. I went to drama school in Liverpool, and I went down to London and auditioned a few times for this, and they kept calling me back and calling me back. And then finally, I, uh, they told me I got this part. They, I went down. I had this, they had this driver who drove me around this airbase where they were filming. They fitted me. They cut my hair. Everything was set. And was this one of your like, first roles? Yeah, that- this is like, like, uh, uh, like within a year out of drama school. And uh, so then the day before I was supposed to go down, I get a phone call from my agent saying, uh, you need to go down to London right away. Uh, Tom Hanks uh, looked at your audition tape, and he's having second thoughts. He says, you have dead eyes. <laughs> and so I thought, uh, well, I'm going down. I have a train ticket later today. I said, no, no, you need to go now. Get on a train now. Go to London. Re-audition for him. So all right. So I rushed. I, I ate my previously paid for train ticket, bought an expensive last-minute train ticket, rushed down to London. Uh, I rode in this very awkward uh, car ride with the casting director who had cast me, who was, like, very embarrassed that this was happening. Got there and waited in an office for hours. Uh, and then finally I hear – and I'm thinking the whole time there's a few lines. You know, like uh, I say my name. I say Private Zelensky. I say uh, 
do you want some coffee? Uh, you know, that's it. You know, there's not, it's not like I have a speech where I'm like, my son, you know, I don't have anything that can really show what a great actor I am. I'm thinking if I do this right, he'll just think like, eh, nothing. You know, it'll just be not make any impression. But I'm thinking like, I got to show that my eyes are alive. You know? <laughs> so I'm like, how do I do this without seeming like, no, this guy's eyes are crazy. He can't. So I'm like, I don't know how to do this. And so I'm, I'm waiting. And then finally, and all these British casting directors are all coming up and saying like, you, you do know what's going on here, don't you? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, oh good, 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 good. And finally, I hear this voice in the other room going, oh, hey, oh. I'm like, oh, God, that's Tom Hanks. That's a great Tom Hanks impression. <laughs> and so I go into the room finally. They ask me to come in. And he's sitting there on the couch. He's in, like, sweatpants. And he is basically, um, he is at the end of Castaway weight, um, minus the big beard. Like, he just finished filming that, I guess. So he's super scrawny. Um, and he's just real casual, and he's sitting there cross-legged on the sofa, and he comes in and goes, hey, how you doing? And sh- shakes my hand, and then uh, he says, all right, well, let's, uh, let's hear this. And so I read the scene with the producer reading all the lines, and I'm just sitting there waiting, and then every now and then I say, like, do you need any coffee, sir? And then we finish the scene. I've said, like, ten words, and there's a pause, and Tom Hanks goes, uh, oh, is that it? Oh, I wish there were more. <laughs> and he shakes my hand. I'm like, oh, that, I guess that went well. He laughed really hard at the end of that. <laughs> he laughed at that weird thing that he said. Yeah, he laughed at himself. Like he's in a good mood. <laughs> and so I go outside. I'm waiting. I'm really nervous. And finally, about ten minutes later, the casting director comes out and says, uh, "Listen, um, they've decided to go another way." Oh my god! And I immediately, I'm just my. Tears just well up, and and they, and they said, "Out of your dead eyes." Out of my dead <laughs> eyes. Uh, a new sensation on my dead eyes. Um, <laughs> your shark's eyes, <laughs> like a doll's eyes. And they said, "She said to me, they've decided to go with a more military type." Well, the guy that they picked, I mean, he looks I, like a Keebler elf. Yeah, I, I, I'd say that like his eyes were dancing in the light, though. And yeah, that was a thing that I first I'd say noticed. Yeah, one of the most lively pair of eyes I've ever seen. <laughs> well, not to like the when he does that sly wink, yeah. like as the camera pan. He that was winked, pretty... and when he made them cross in opposite <laughs> ways, right. and, and his eyes aren't—they don't creak like mine. They aren't dusty, <laughs> made of wood. Wait, so like after that, I mean. First of all, that part, like, totally could have seen you in that. Sure. There's no, like, <laughs> definitive... I was waiting to see, like, a black woman just, like, standing <laughs> there. Like, well, like, they make the 300-pound black woman. I'm thinking, as she's telling me this, I'm thinking, like, mili- more military. Like, there was a draft. Like, they would take anyone. And this is the T-boy. You know, this is the guy getting coffee. It's not like I'm storming the beaches and killing Hitler, you know? Um, I'm thinking, like, how, you know, how ineffectual do I look that, that when I eventually saw her, I thought, like, that guy's more military than me? Uh, but immediately the first thing I just started, uh, my initial response was just like, I've, I've, I've already spent some of the money. And oh, I, it was a real no. like, what like, did you, what I, like, did you buy? A, I paid a tax. I'd gotten this tax bill that was like perfectly timed. Like, Oh, I can afford to pay this. And now I'm thinking like, Oh no. And she's like, no, 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 you'll still get paid. Cause it wasn't really a fire. It wasn't really, I'd already signed the contract. Right. So it was already a done deal. He had just like, I guess decided when he got to town, like it was a one. I my only assumption is, um, I mean, I can't speak for him, obviously, but but do so, please. I think you know he got to town. He's directing it, and this is a decision that what that he could make. It's not like he could be like recast the main people. Yeah, that's what know? it seems like. It seems like he's like I need a I need a show that I'm got power right now. And it may legitimately, I mean, uh, it may legitimately have been he just looked at it and thought like ah, I don't see it, you know. And so, I want to. So he saw you on tape. He saw the audition on tape. Because uh, I had auditioned up to the level of, like, auditioning for, like, S- Spielberg's guy and Hanks's guy and HBO's guy. So <laughs> it was all the people who were, like, vouching for them. But I guess he hadn't seen it until the weekend before. Uh, so then I I'd booked a room. I don't understand. I, in my memory, I was trying to remember. I had booked a room for the week at the, du- the YWCA. Uh, Young Women's? Yeah, I don't know why. It was the cheapest place I could find, but I don't know You why. couldn't remember the lyrics to that one song by the village people? <laughs> it was the cheapest place in London that I could find, but I don't know why they rent rooms to guys. Uh, but so When I went you back. are a rapist, a well-known... <laughs> no, I, w- I was told we wouldn't bring that up in this podcast. I apologize, I apologize. Um, the, uh, not a rapist. Um, the, uh, so then I was just... 
walking around London, and this was around the time the Green Mile. It was like everything comes out like six months later there. So the Green Mile was the the movie that was out at the time. So I was walking around. There's these giant posters everywhere of like a very no. Normally, when you get fired from a job, you don't then walk around and look at and see Tom Hanks everywhere. Angelic billboards of the person who just fired you. (laughs) So have you now? So that was what like ten, eleven years ago, something like that. Yeah, yeah. That was two thousand. So has your vision of Tom Hanks been tainted since then? I still enjoy him as an actor. I did mean, you I like Thomas Crown? I didn't see that. Nobody I didn't, did. Uh, wait, no, Larry Crown. Larry, whatever. But Larry. I didn't see Thomas Crown a fairy. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's <laughs> the one that he wasn't in. That. Uh, the, the, um, but I I will say that like uh, sometimes that, like I've told I haven't told this story publicly before, and there's a part of me that thought like, oh, is this just a whiny story? Like actors get like fired from stuff all the time. It's you got to be tougher than that. Uh, but one aspect of it, like I remember when the night that Band of Brothers premiered, the first episode was like this two-hour premiere with David Schwimmer plays like this like mean sergeant or something, and, and I remember watching it and thinking like, oh, this is the most depressing thing that anyone's. I'm gonna have to watch all this, and it's so poor me. I'm so no one's ever been had anything worse happen, and that was on September 9th. 2001. Oh. <laughs> so I had, I had 48 hours of feeling like this is the worst before Th- just. Then what mad. happened? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah. I just, you know, as the episodes went on, I kind of got into it. This is great. I love this show. So two days later, you saw a rerun of it and you're like, great. That's really? right. What a fun day I'm having watching this <laughs> again two days later. Um, well, we're really glad that you told us that. That sounds unbelievable. I mean, the, it is notable. Like, it's not whiny. It's notable that you got – you could say on your resume you got fired by Tom Hanks. That's, like, just as notable. I think that's more notable than being in the episode. Yeah, I, I think if I'd done the episode, I would have already forgotten it by now. Yeah. Uh, there is another scene I should note featuring uh, Private John S. Zelensky Jr. Um, he walks in the room and he puts a – uh, file on the desk, and then he closes the door, saying nothing. Great scene. I remember. I, I, I was great. really not sure which one to include. Well, I liked it. I think I think that was a great scene. Yeah, that would have been very Howard's end. You yes. know, just staring, a master longing, silent screen acting. Yeah. Have you gotten close to Tom Hanks since? Like even remotely close? Like, have you planned? Like, have you bought a weapon? And <laughs> the uh, have, well, have I planned my next rape? Uh, <laughs> No, um, he's not a rapist. I'm not. A, I'm not a rapist. Um, that's just a witty aside. Um, the uh, no, I haven't had any contact. I've always thought it would be fun. We could laugh about it. Maybe <laughs> be like, who's this creep? Who's this dead-eyed creep. <laughs> Remember me? This man has the deadest eyes I've ever <laughs> seen. Know, Get him away. I can never from forget me. that dead-eyed stare. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I definitely, I was the character was supposed to be in another episode. I, I was intrigued when I looked up the the actor who did it. I looked him up on IMDb and I saw the list and I realized like, I didn't remember how specific a name they'd given him. John S. Zielinski Jr. Like, they'd give, that's a lot. Yeah, that's I was a thinking lot. maybe that's a real guy, but no, it's just for this. Maybe there was a subplot that I was going to... Because I was supposed to also be in episode 10. He's the guy who killed Hitler. He is the guy. <laughs> Came so close. Um, that's awesome. Well, we're going to move now from John S. Zielinski to Henry... What's T. Your T. Zabrowski. <laughs> um, I have a very specific name as well. You're a senior. You're a senior. Though. I'm a junior. Are you really? A it's junior? the opposite. Yes, I'm the second. I, I, there, there has been eight Henrys in the Zabrowski line. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, but you're not the you're not the third. So it skipped a generation. It goes Henry Thomas, Henry Thomas, Henry Patrick, Henry Patrick, Henry James, Henry James, and then Henry. <laughs> Henry, <laughs> it's Polish uh-huh. for something. I'm not sure really sure. I think it's George. Henry, <laughs> <laughs> that's cr- that's amazing. Yeah. So you are Henry. I, w- I was trying to make a great segue, and it got no. even better. No. Um, no. So Henry, why don't you tell us? Uh, first of all, welcome, Henry. Hello. It's good to see. Yeah. Loving being on here, the show. <laughs> um, so why don't you tell us about what clip you did? Why don't you throw to the, the clip? Why don't you give a little um, um, throw? What's going to happen right here on this giant sheet is a um, it, it's a it's a I don't watch a lot of television. Most of my television comes to me through the internet, um, and this is something that I saw that genuinely inspired me. Um, I fell in love. <laughs> I'll never be the same. <laughs> this is from a show called Bad Girls Club, which basically means I mean you cannot get in the club looking for friends. This is from season two, and this features a woman named Tanisha 
who um, was having problems with her roommates. And this is how she expressed herself. This is how she expressed herself. Tanisha is probably most theatrical of all the girls in the house, and I really enjoy her blowing up at people. All right, I'll get something louder. Call the police. Call who y'all want to call, because this is what's going to go on all mother day. Tanisha is about to get stabbed by Lyric because she woke Lyric up out of her beauty rest. Come on now. Wake up. <laughs> Look at that. Look at death. Come on now. I know where the knife is, and it's already got a little crooked edge in it. You know, with fat people, all you got to do is just juke them and twist. <laughs> I didn't get no sleep because of y'all bitches last night. What? No what sleep. Do? What did I do? The noise. All of y'all. You ain't got no right to wake up doing Yes, do. Now, and I continue doing What if we did that? You, I didn't make no noise in y'all head, no late hours. I, I feel my hands around her little neck, squeezing her. I got a problem with all of y'all. It ain't got to do with me. Pop Yes, it do. 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 Yes, it yeah, you can give it up for bad girls. Yeah, now. yeah. There was also a section where she's slapping them together, going like, "I didn't get no sleep because of y'all, and y'all get no sleep because of me." And yeah, she did this like long song as she bashed the uh, pots <laughs> and pans together uh, down the hallway, and I fell in love with her. <laughs> I, I love how many times they mentioned going to jail potentially. <laughs> oh yeah, I, my, she also uses the term "pop off" in every episode where she dares. She dares the bad girl in front of her to slap her, and and like and that the, it's it's kind of like um, I remember I don't know if you remember the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. Never heard of um, it. I do remember thing. it. It was yeah, <laughs> it was it was this crisis, <laughs> and she's always just bringing it to that red line, <laughs> you know. And she's JFK, and they're Fidel Castro, and she's like, pop off, pop off, pop off. I'll go to jail for this. And um, it's just apocalyptic in its nature. It's unbelievable. I looked up the Wikipedia because I've seen, I've heard of the show, which I think it's in season eight now or something. But eight seasons eight, of it. It says that it's bringing together dangerous women and many women with psychological problems. It's true. <laughs> like that's speci- like they specifically seek out people with psychological problems. These people, there are no like sad story. I mean, they're all kind of sad stories, and like, but it's all just like they just weeded through all of the applications for real world and took only the most dangerous. The people that the real world legally couldn't take. It's like the Superman. You ever seen uh, was it Locked Up? I mean, we watched yeah. Locked, Locked Up. Locked Up, yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's, great it's, like, it's like the prison documentary where you just get the elite of bitches <laughs> yeah. and you put them in a house and you just have them run at each other. I also like that at the end. First of all, the one, one of the women's name, and she refers to herself by her name, is yeah. Lyric. Third person. Third. Yeah. She said, Lyric's going to get you or something. <laughs> her name is Lyric, which is such a strange name. That, like the, They're like, I can't think of my favorite Lyric to name her. Okay. <laughs> lyric. That's just all it has to be. It's music. And then at the end, she says something like, you'll be singing a different tune when I get my platinum plaque. My like, platinum plaque, yeah. Like she's expecting from being on Bad Girls Club that she's going to have a not only a record deal, but <laughs> she, she will sit. A, I think a million records is that what platinum yeah. represents? That's so many records in this economy. Yes, <laughs> and no one's buying them. You Nobody's know? buying MP threes. MP threes. That's what you got to look for. Yeah, she needs a podcast. Yeah, she needs a <laughs> podcast about TV clips. Are, the, are these women? They're different every season. Yes, yes different. except Tanisha came back. For, she got brought back ask, for the second. Well, they Tanisha, do all stars. They do like no, an all star <laughs> bad girls club. That's the best move for a reality show. Is doing an all star oh, yeah. season. But she now, I looked up. She now hosts a show. Oh no, she has a show called Tanisha's Getting Married or something yeah. like that. And she gets married to a different dude every episode and <laughs> murders him on the wedding night at the end. But there's they can't legally prove anything, so no, she gets no. another episode. Yeah, it's just her going. 
Well, <laughs> making fart noises into a microphone. I also like that lyric said that she, you know how it is to stab fat people. You just yeah. Yeah. jook them. You jook them. But em. it's like, that's how you'd stab anybody. Like, that's... I mean, I'm a fat person, right? Okay, and, so, and, and you, have you been stabbed? But from the perspective of, I understand from someone outside my perspective that um, we could be really easy to murder with knives. <laughs> because we look, it just looks like you just, blah, 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 no resistance. You just slide in and out over and over again, and he's just like, he's bleeding out. Wait, haven't, real you, been, hard. haven't you been beat up on the streets of Three New times. <laughs> no. I've been, been mugged three and beat times. up. Yeah. In the streets of New York City. I'm a born victim. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you were hurt? You were injured? Well, the first time I was just surrounded by six guys, and they just asked me for my money, and I gave it to them. And then the second time I was jumped, and the third time I was jumped. Jeez. What, is that? what does they, that mean? They beat you up even after you gave them the money? The second guy beat me up for a little bit, and then took my pack of cigarettes out of my hands, <laughs> and took bit. four <laughs> cigarettes out of it, and then threw the pack at me, and then ran away. Why didn't he take the whole pack? I don't know. What a dick. Because he say, knew I'd need a cigarette after he beat me in the street. You say jumped. And I'm so... I'm such a... I a, picture a, people dropping from fences. Oh, see, I picture... It's kind of like that. I picture you walking and someone literally jumping on your back until you fall to like the, the ground. Like the Foot Clan. Yeah. Yeah, I was in Chinatown and these, <laughs> these various youths on skateboards but came l- out. luckily, these big... Turtle-looking men came from the street. Look, turtles came. And I keep saying, and I know it may be insane for me to believe it, but these nine-foot reptiles came from the alleys. <laughs> and they'd and only been shown 36,000 years ago is the last time they were That's seen. That's the last time, and now they're coming back to take the streets back, and the only thing they want to do is party and eat pizza. <laughs> God, I love the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I mean, that's real. That's what David Icke was talking about. <laughs> um... Wow, that clip is unbelievable, and I think I'm happy I saw it. It made me. It just makes me happy. What would you say if you met Tanisha today? Like, if you actually met Tanisha or saw her on the streets of New York, would you? And you approached her. What would you say to Tanisha? I think I would just be like, "Bad girl, you're a bad girl." <laughs> I don't know. We would not. We would have a thirty second conversation <laughs> in which I would just sort of lightly press her hand, and she'd walk past me as if I was a ghost. And um. Which would be, I would love to witness that. Yeah, no. She just, be, she, you're like, a, you become a ghost in her presence and she walks through you. <laughs> Were they allowed to fight on that show? Because like most, most reality shows, it's like, gets really intense. And then right when someone lays a hand, they're kicked out of the house. I think they're encouraged but, to fight. Well, yeah, it, oh yeah. And for people who, uh, for the listeners who will be listening to this on podcast, what she was doing was she was banging pots and pans in people's faces yeah. to wake them up, which is more or less the most antagonistic thing you could do in the morning. Yeah. I think so. I think in terms of levels of like how to get someone just, to pop just, that's off. That's like starting a day at a 10. Just like <laughs> <laughs> There's another scene in which she wakes, she, she loves juice, right? And the whole time she sits what, there like and she's... Like orange juice? Just juice. No, berry juice like juice like minute like just juice right and she's drinking all the she juice. loves the movie juice it's true <laughs> yes i imagine but she said and she, like literally there's all these scenes of her just drinking juice going like oh mm, i love juice i love juice because you drink juice and it's just got different flavors and like literally that's word for word like what she says she's right she yeah, yeah she's true not so, wrong she then takes a sip of juice in the beginning of an episode she's go mm, spits it out and she's like some motherfucker put Hot sauce in my juice! <laughs> and she freaks out and goes to Lyric's bedroom because now at this point, her and Lyric have a fucking war going on. And so she trashes her bedroom. She just, like, takes the cabinet, throws it in the middle of the room, pulls off all her sheets, like, spraying shit all over the room and shit. And then, like, Lyric... And it's just the same thing where it's just, like, it just starts up with a pop-off, pop-off, pop-off! And you know what? <laughs> Lyric stood her ground yes. and never once popped off. She popped in. She popped inside. <laughs> her I'm belly sure bin wasn't out hand, then it became And it in. hurt her. Yeah, it hurts her emotions. And, and they all got married. And Tunisia gets married. <laughs> um, all right, that's amazing. Um, all right, so David, let's move on to your club, which Sounds is, good. to be fair, we chose it together. We did choose it together. So, you... so David doesn't seem like a... Well, I said at the, when I back there, I said that if because you said we're going to introduce our own clips, and I said that if I introduce this clip, it's there's it's like intensely pathetic, that because because a clip is uh, Craig and I worked at uh, that TV show on Comedy Central called Stella, 
which oh, is uh, which was Michael Ian Black, David Wayne, and Michael Showalter's show. Big uh, up comedy. to Stella. Big yeah, up, big up Stella. Huge fan. And we were, you were a sound. I was a sound intern. I worked in the sound department. Yeah. And you were the guy. I think you were. Were you an assistant? I just imagine yeah. you making sound effects like like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, closing door. <laughs> he said close. That's what I did. Yeah, he was confused. That's actually more than I did on the as yeah. an intern. Uh, and I was I was a th- I was David Wayne's assistant. Yes. And so, but that really just morphed into whatever they needed us to do. Long story short, we were background. We became extras we became on extras. one episode, and that's the day that I think we start we started hanging out, or we sort of like got to know each other a little. Yeah, it was, that's the only thing I remember. The is beginning when our of eyes this met, relationship, which is tenuous at best. Yeah. I mean, um, so this is from the episode. Uh, from this is from Paper Boy, Paper Route, pa- Paper Route, or Paper Route, depending on how you pronounce it. Route, and uh, this is a uh, route. And this is ha- a, a big showdown at a at a, an abandoned warehouse where two gangs of uh, paper route boys, paper route boys, correct, uh, are meeting to fight. Yes, and, uh, and you put arrows to. Yeah, so we're in the background for people listening on the podcast. Just imagine that we're deep in the background, yeah. and there are arrows pointing out. This is like the least, the most visual aspect. So, uh, so just. Just try. Just to download see. the paper route episode. Download the paper route episode. Paper route. Excuse oh. me. <laughs> All right, just play the clip. <laughs> Your neck, Craig. I didn't think you nerds would have the neck. sack to actually show up. Looks like you've got more guts than brains. Save your breath, young blood. If the goose only cooks in broth. All right, enough talking. Are we going to do this thing or what? Come on! Nah. It ain't going to go down like that. Look how much I'm acting for not being at all in the center of it. Well, we're gathered here tonight to have a fight, but I say, man, that's not all right. Violence is not the solution. It just adds to all of this pollution. Let's talk about our problems one-on-one. Then we can be friends and have some fun. Oh, wow. wow. Memories. Yeah, I mean, that... One thing I can say is that your eyes were very alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we didn't get fired. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, you know, you know what's funny about that? I remember very vividly that being extras there, and I avoided going past the back row because I was so nervous someone was going to call me out and be like, "Stay in the back." <laughs> I, I was so nervous. I feel like when I don't, uh, as I've been an extra two or three times, but you somehow convince yourself you're very important to the oh, scene. Oh, of course. You like everybody's paying attention to you. That was my moment. That was like my fear. I mean, in that. Sh- I am trying so hard. Like in the parts <laughs> where neck. we're just standing still. That neck, I will say either you were an editor's dream, and there's like the neck matches in every shot, <laughs> or those were the only takes. Like we got it. The neck is oh my God. Neck <laughs> that is like guy's neck's a problem. We, we could we could reshoot the scene, but it would cost us thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, basically we're we're in a bike gang, and I'm leaning over a bike, very very tilted head. Yeah. I like, say it looks a little bit like young Clooney or Stamos. In that shot. That could be a shot where one or, I'm a... or Richard Grieco. Mm, <laughs> Richard. Definitely got I, some Grieco. Yeah. yeah. I've got a little bit of Grieco inside of me. <laughs> um, I remember one thing I remember from that day is well, first of all, it was in our actual old warehouse. I remember we had like I my I had like black boogers the day after because it was like disgusting <laughs> fumes in there. But I remember that we sort of were talking all day. Wait, long. by the way, we're doing director's commentary for a still <laughs> yeah. episode, and we were extras. It's like it can't get more pathetic. But go on. This is the like, highlight of my life. Like if David Wayne stumbled on this podcast and heard this, he'd be like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck is going <laughs> thank on? Thank you so much for the opportunity. All that's all I'm going to say <laughs> yes, is this. Thank you. Uh, this, thank you for Wayne. popping off on us. All right, sorry, go on. That I remember when we were talking all day, and this was like when um, – they like announced, I guess, that Colbert was going to have his own show on Comedy Central. You told me, like, you know, they're doing like a spinoff of The Daily Show with Colbert, and I remember specifically saying, "You're like, that'll never work." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "How's he going to?" I was like, "How's that character going to last?" That's like showing how <laughs> stupid I am. But you're I was a fool. You are a fool. Um, sh- is that your only experience ever being an extra? Um, I was an extra another time on that show. And then I was an extra on Strangers with Candy, the movie. Whoa. Yeah. 
And what um, was your experience there? It was <laughs> equally as uh, lame. Uh, uneventful. Yeah. Where I think in the, in the final shot, you just see my feet. So In the final shot of the movie? No, it no, ends no. on your the, feet. <laughs> You're the feet at the end of Stranger with the Candy Film. That's like wow, David. I know it's like this sled. That's like, on my feet are a rosebud. Your, that's why it makes sense now. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people don't get that. I I still don't get Citizen Kane. Well, I mean, let me. Can we, do we have a few minutes? We've got. This can go all night. Everybody here is buckled in, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Stranger with Candy, I was walking uh, behind a, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker was in the movie. Oh, don't say it as if, come on. So yeah, Sarah, Sarah Jessica fucking Parker. Yeah, was <laughs> she was. You're going to name she drop. She was in this fucking movie, and I was 100 yards away. <laughs> and she never even saw me or, or met me or spoke to me, but I walked uh, behind her. <laughs> Great story. It's closer yeah, yeah. than I've ever been, and I keep trying. <laughs> I uh, I was an extra on the movie um, Revolutionary Road with uh, wow. Sam Ra- no uh, uh, Sam Mendes directed yeah, it, and with, it was his wi- with his wife. Uh, yeah, isn't she in it? What's Leonardo her, uh, DiCaprio ex- and ex-wife? Leonardo DiCaprio ex- and and uh, Kate, Kate Winslet. Winslet. And it was there, and I'm in the, if you watch the first scene of that movie, I'm in the foreground of the scene where they're meeting. Are you the guy with the weird neck? I have, yeah, I'm, it's the thing where it's like, you're like, what's wrong with that dude's neck? Leaning bicycle thug? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I brought the bicycle from, um, from that, but it was a great experience. Also, do you remember, uh, uh, with Stella, I remember this, because... By the time, by the time the end of the series came, it is sort of hilarious it, that, that we were talking. Interns. I remember this we're episode. Interns and extras, uh, and we're talking. Yeah, the second AD came to us and said, "Shut up, no real talking." <laughs> really, when when the main sound guy said, "Craig, just pay attention, stop joking around." Um, but the background. Have you guys ever ever done background? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's like it's it's, it's it's so. Is it okay to say sad? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a it's it, it's. It's hard, you see, because a lot of other extras would be doing this director's commentary, but to a wall in an alley. Yeah, it's <laughs> like true. not on a show. Yeah. With with food they stole from the craft service table. Yeah, just being like, oh, I'll tell you what I need to do. John, God, got my neck lean. You don't tell me I can't talk to the people. So you I have got, done extra work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've just heard extras talking. I got in trouble. I got in trouble because I was an extra in a Mike Lee movie, Topsy Turvy, and. I they did, extra in Topsy Yeah. That's like a high-profile extra. It's a high-profile thing. And uh, they miscommunicated the schedule, and I wasn't available for the second day. And the woman just blew up at me. It was like I was betraying the movie. Uh, you got to take extra work super, super seriously, seriously, which I, a lot of extras do. But, and I commend that. Like, when I, I remember they, were, they like wanted to – because they think that if they stand close to the main actors and they make a scene or they say something funny, they'll be remembered – and it's like that doesn't happen. Yeah, like they'll get their own television. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I like commend them for that. Like they have, they, I, I'd be so in my head about that that I would just, as you saw, I just want to be as far away from everyone as possible. But well, I, I was once an extra. I had a friend who was extra worked in extra casting, and I was an extra on like Law and Order, and all, I was hanging with all the extras all day, and they were very serious about it. They're like. Yeah, I did the Will Smith movie last week. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, it was a pretty big crowd They scene, know more about extras. contracts in and outs than I've ever heard it's any a, people it's talk. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And they, they know, like, they were putting, stealing food and putting it in Ziploc bags. Yeah. From, it was really sad. It was really sad. Yeah. Now, in, in, that, in that clip, you know, you had the distinctive neck lean, but I noticed there was something strange going on in your shirt. You had weird, like, puckers in your shirt. Like, yeah. Weird, Dude, like, well, yeah, what was up with the puckers? The, what, what do you mean by pucker? Like, it, it was you, as if... Uh, like sea were, sucker? Like, pointing, like, the wrinkles were sort of pointing, like, it's like, like the, if you draw a sun, the lines that go out from the sun to indicate heat. Yeah. That was the... Well, you haven't had seen how weird David's chest is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, do, I don't know where the puckers came from, but I knew that shirt, which now I can't fit in anymore but i love that you're too diesel now i I wore (laughs) i'm only diesel dude uh no i used to wear that shirt all the time and i loved it and i was excited to wear it that day on that set (laughs) awesome (laughs) on that no no, no. this gets so much better (laughs) all right so the next clip we're gonna show is i i picked this one out this is sort of if you guys are TV fans from the 90s, remember how there were TV crossovers from, like, TGIF? There'd be all these weird crossovers. And this is sort of by far 
the most amazing crossover I've ever so seen. This is from this. Mad About You, and I think you'll be fairly surprised who crosses over into an episode of Mad About You. Please enjoy. It's just Joseph Goebbels. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm kind of in a hurry. I want to get to Smilers before it closes. Wait, wait, Smilers, Smilers is open 24 hours. No, I heard a rumor. Listen, I, I got to get in. Remember I called you? I told you on the phone. Oh, I got to yeah. get the shoebox. The shoebox. Uh, okay, okay. Can you yeah. find it? Yeah. No, no, I know where it is. Okay, okay. The shoebox. Oh. Right. You, you, you get it. You get it. That's Kramer, motherfucker. The whole class. The top shelf. Is this yours? I don't believe so. It's weird. I don't know where it came from. Classic. Classic Kramer. Who fucking chose to do this? What is it? It's wire. A lot of wire. There you go. Oh, you know, I'm glad you're taking it. I can use the storage space. What are you going to do with those papers? Making out my will. What, are you dying? Well, eventually, you know. We all gotta go. Not me. What do you mean? What, do you know somebody? Cryonics, Paul. The big chill. Cryonics is gonna freeze you. Yeah. Someone was telling me about this. I got some literature here. It's on the terrace. I'll get it. What terrace? It's not really a terrace. It's like a, a big hole in the wall. From what? Explosion. There you go. Paul, I gotta go. Kramer, listen, I, I, gotta, I gotta talk to you about the lease. Oh, the lease. The lease. The lease. Well, you wanna talk about the lease? Well, you wanna talk about the lease now? This is what I'm saying. Paul, look, I've been doing a lot of work on the place. You know, I got. Oh, no, 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 I'm not throwing you out of the place. I'm, 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 I'm giving it to you. Oh, you are, huh? Yeah, I decided I'm gonna give it up and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to you. What do I have to give you? Nothing. No. Nothing. Gee, I want to give you something. Uh, no. Wait. You? Yeah. Oh, no. I'll take the cigar. I'll, okay. okay. You have a good cigar in your mouth. Yeah. You think? Yeah. What's the matter with you? You know what? Todd, it's very hard for me to give up this place. You know, I... You know? Got a lot of memories there. That's... That's a big chunk of my life. Mm-hmm. That's... It's like my past, you know? Whoa. It's, it's, it's... You got a beautiful wife? You love her? Sure. Does she love you? Yeah. You got more than three pairs of pants? <laughs> yeah. The audience there you go. <laughs> Where? Where? To the future. I'll mind the past and you... He's like Bagger Vance. Give up to the future. <laughs> Where? You know what? Let me take one more look. I'm gonna take one look. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look. It's for your own good. Come on. One look. Oh, no. Future. All right? There you go. Hey, what happened to that Jerry guy who's living? He's writing a sitcom for NBC. Good luck to him. Isn't that Kramer on an episode of Mad About You? So weird. Paul Reiser owned the apartment that Kramer lived lives in and gives him the. Isn't that the strangest? It really is. That just sounds like some industry idea. It just sounds like some executive at NBC is like, you know what? Kramer should be in the building. And everyone's like, hey, um, that doesn't make a fucking lick of sense. And they're just like, Kramer should live in the building. He's like, oh, you're right. You're right, Roy. Absolutely. You're, you're right. He has a finger on his button that says cancel. Cancel. <laughs> it's so just that, so weird seeing Kramer in a scene that's not written by the... Well, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think the Seinfeld writers had to... That they, felt like... I, if I had to guess, I would guess that wasn't the Seinfeld writers because it felt like other writers wanting to write Kramer. It's like, bits. oh, well, yeah. Kramer's crazy. We'll put barbed wire in his apartment. There's a big hole from an explosion. A cat yeah. noise. A cat noise. Yeah, the cat noise is like, That's... we got to sweeten this with the cat yeah. noise. It also felt, I have to say, toward the in the second half of that scene, realizing that in all of Seinfeld, I don't think there's ever a scene where you just hang around with Kramer for that Dude, long. I know, yeah. yeah. You, the audience, you felt it in the studio audience. Like, it was like two minutes in, it was like, all right, we get it. We even, get it. Even it's the weird. episodes that take place in one location have shorter scenes than that. Yeah, yeah that was Kramer, like... Yeah, it was Bagger Vance. It was like him giving his philosophy. Like, you mind the future, I'll take care of the past. It's like... 
What are you talking about? What the? F- what season was this? This was the I don't know. Yeah, I it was assume, this is right I before Meta w- w- was in space, right? <laughs> yeah, is- I assume that the, because of the reference to Jerry riding a pilot, that this has to be line up with when on the show. Yes. Yeah. So this was from 1992. I don't remember what season it is mm. of Mad About You. I think Mad About You didn't it start like late 80s. No, I think it must have started like 90 because Seinfeld started in like 89, 88, 89, something like this. So. Yeah, Kramer obviously was already like a superstar at this point. Well, yeah. no, I mean it doesn't. It doesn't really come through in that scene, though. It seemed like they were just making up lines as they went. I know. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the other thing is I watched Mad About You, and I was talking about it to my fiance earlier today. I was like, I don't remember one thing about Mad About You. I couldn't remember one thing. It's a perfect Helen. forgettable show. I remember yeah. the dog. Didn't even remember. The, is it a, a golden retriever? Golden retriever. Is it? <laughs> and he, yeah, I thought it was like a colleague. And he has an editing editing station in his apartment. For what? Because he did he did he's filmmaker. Filmmaker. He's a, he's a yeah, documentary, documentary filmmaker. filmmaker. Yeah. I remember his brother. He has a brother. What does yeah, his brother the, do? His brother was like <laughs> ultra Italian, wasn't he? Or no. someone was. Yeah, and then there was also his friend uh, um, um, Richard Kind. Yeah, Richard yes. Kind. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was his brother. I remember yeah. him because he could put his hand in his his fist in his mouth. Is that from the show? Or no, is that no, that's you... a picture I saw on the internet. <laughs> that's, now, that's all I know about him. Now, well, this also also links uh, Seinfeld into the Friends world because Mad About You had uh, uh, Lisa Kudrow was the waitress who was Phoebe's sister. Oh, she was Ursula, the rude waitress on Mad About You before Friends happened, and then when Friends happened, they made them. So twins. they're all connected. But at this point, like NBC was like they could do whatever they, could, they yeah. wanted on top they of the world. It. Yeah, they were rocking it. But does anyone remember for TGIF when Steve Urkel? Landed with his rocket pack into step by step. Yeah, yeah. See, those were all crossovers. For some reasons, I could I could believe. Yeah, well, it's like because this is a wacky world. Everybody has like a kooky neighbor, but this one makes Seinfeld. That character just seems so much weirder. Just so much, yes, sadder and 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 more mediocre. Yeah. I guess it just sort of reminds me that Michael Richards was in, like, the movie Trial and Error. And that he said Jeff the N-word Daniels. over and over and over And again. then, yes, he said the N-word. <laughs> that's what I remember about it. That's what this scene reminds me of, is <laughs> him screaming the N-word at people in the audience. That's how violent this scene is, t- to your mind. That, yes. That cigar exchange it was so, so weird. That like, was improv it's like, <laughs> like that you can improv. pad this. Like we've only written eighteen pages. You can just pad the scene as long <laughs> as you want. When we filmed that scene, we just we let it go. We didn't. We never yelled cut and just see what. <laughs> Let's just see what Michael does. And the scene magic. went on for the we twelve most magical times. minutes. But I bet they said did the do that. word of the audience We're... three times in between takes. But We're we joking. Knew. But they bet they were like, "Let's let Kramer be Kramer." Sure. And then, like that's what happened was him lighting cigars for like twenty seconds. Although, do you think he really? It looked like he actually did the light off he the wall. He did the light off the that wall. That was pretty impressive. I was, I was thinking maybe they put a little thing on the wall to make it easier. Or they were never, uh, they always strike matches or whatever. Yeah. Let's talk about more about those matches. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what kind of matches he used. Um, all right, so um, because this is, this show, we're recording this on the Thursday before the Sunday of the finale of Breaking Bad. Mm. So when this, this podcast comes out on Monday, Breaking Bad will have happened last night. Does everybody on stage here have watched Breaking Bad? I have seen yes. only two episodes of Breaking Bad. Okay, so right now what we're going to do is... Uh, Talk about it in code, in a in veiled, co- weird way. Without giving too many spoilers, I'd like to get predictions of what happened. We're recording this today, but what happened last night on the I, finale. I am so excited. Just, I am so excited about this whole thing that we are like, people are going to listen to this. We're talking about it. And we're going to be so wrong. And we're going to be so wrong. And embarrassed. Oh, God, I can't wait. What do you think is going to happen? Should I share? You could share. Is there going to be an Urkel crossover? (laughs) I think maybe Steve Urkel. I think Cody from Step by Step is going to who who did beat his wife. Pretty hardcore. They're going to start cooking meth in his van. I think that could happen. (laughs) Side note: Step by Step. As a kid, the only thing I wanted to find out was where they shot the intro sequence because I want to go to that theme park so so badly. (laughs) You just got a huge boner. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> All right, should I, should I share my theory? Yeah, just what do you think? I yeah. don't know. You don't yeah, even. I, yeah. I have two things. One, uh, am I, is everyone? Uh, don't ruin anything. So try not to ruin no, anything. So don't say. Well, you go first then, because I don't okay. know how to not. Or I you... think uh, this isn't spoilery. 
Um, Try not to spoil. Yeah. I just uh, forget everything like about four be, minutes after it's said, so it's fine. Your first question is, uh, what do you think is going to happen? And then don't make it spoilery. Just spoilery. Non- here's a, a non- you can cover your ears. Here's I a think. non-spoilery prediction for something that by the time this is heard, everyone will have seen. Um, I think we've we've gone all this this way in the show with um, uh, Hank not having any sense of, yes. of Walter White. I think something's going to happen in this episode gonna open up. that's going to click that into some kind of gear. I feel like that's a button they're ready to push. Yeah. I agree. That, that episode, the, se- the last eight episodes are going to be Hank chasing so, Walt, I think. Now I just had an idea. So now say it as if it happened last night. It was, like, it was crazy oh, last idea. night. It was last night the scene where Hank walks in <laughs> on Walter making meth. <laughs> and he's like, well, buddy, what are you doing? What are you doing, buddy? What's this? What's this? What's up, Hank? And what up, buddy? And I predict it, it was – what was weird was it's so funny you play that Mad About You clip because the scene between the two of them had the exact same dramatic rhythms. That, that <laughs> scene, the scene where Hank finally realized it uh, and then Walt, uh, Walt was like, Hank, you, you need to – you look to the past, and I'll look to the future. I'm in the future business. <laughs> Hank, Hank shoves a meth pipe into his into, mouth. Yeah, that was and crazy. Also when that a meth pipe. <laughs> and Hank talks about the Fring case the same wistful way that uh, Paul talks uh, that uh, uh, Paul Reiser talks about his wistfulness by the apartment. Like, oh, I feel like this case has been. Yeah, it's like they man. line up almost ex- identically. Yeah, they sort of like, like Pink Floyd, like Dark Side yeah. of the Moon, Pink Floyd, and Wizard of Oz, and Wizard of Oz. Um, what did you like about last night's episode? Uh, so of this Breaking is what Bad. I loved about last night's episode. So earlier in the season, earlier, uh, God, okay. So uh, Walt uh, he put the Nison, yes, Ryson, Ryson. But you know what? This this doesn't work actually. I don't think. What, uh, but anyway, they, what happened last night? Last night they've well leading up to it they've they've really focused on uh, Skyler smoking again. Yes, yes. And the ricin with the cigarette. I f- but so but there's right, going to be a scene where Skyler is just like poison. jonesing for a cigarette and she starts searching all the outlets. Well, no, I I think I think Walt is going to poison Skyler. I, I I can't believe he, Walt poisoned Skyler. I think that happened last night. I remember that. I think we watched I, it together. We watched it together. <laughs> I, I'm almost a hundred percent certain that's what that scene was. <laughs> that's what. The, yeah, that was, I was right. Sort of, yeah, I I sort of zoned out, but that's what happened last night. The thing I was most surprised by, if we can talk about what we were most surprised by, yeah, was sure the return of that doll from the. Season, that it came that, alive. That it was like it, Chucky. At that the sex end, like, it was the bride of Chucky, basically. Yeah. I did not see that coming. I also, saw, he would, the, the doll was laid out on a wonderful piece of wood. Ch- wooden chair. Yeah, it was a chair. Perfect, and I was like, that's where that fucking chair I made went. <laughs> um, for somebody who hasn't seen a lot of the episodes, what was surprised you about last night's episode? What really surprised me was when um, that, uh, that uh, victorious baby meme... <laughs> Made a fucking spot thing at the very end of the episode, and the dragons came. Yep. Once the dragon lord came and opened up the seventh Draco, scepter, Draco. Yeah. Once Draco came and told us all, yeah, that like 2012 was gonna be the ending of December 21st, 2012, as it's coming up, is when Draco appears again in our solar system and our new. <laughs> Draconian leaders come back and take um, the the slaveries that they've made in order to mine for the gold back under their control. Yes. That was really... I can't believe they worked all that into just... The I fact, thought that was a little episode. trite. Yeah, I, I, wasn't was surpri- little I wasn't surprised, surprised about that. you were surprised by that just shows how few episodes yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's true. I know. When I, I know. saw it, I was like, all right, uh, like, come on. All three I of us are a, waiting to say the exact same thing. I am a naive <laughs> person. I am a per- I'm just gullible. So I just buy the line they gave me. Well, I thought last night's episode was great. Can we talk about last night's episode of Small Town Security? Yeah, great. <laughs> Whenever that oh. weird thing happened where I wasn't, I turned it off after three minutes. <laughs> was uh, when can when does when is AMC going to change it from check out this clip for the from the new episode the new series uh, Small Town Security to the soon to be canceled yeah. series I, Small Town Security? I, I, I watched through. Somebody told me it was crazy. I watched three minutes of it. I could because it's a reality show. I don't want to. I, I was just so angry at that. I always hate that technique where they try to push their new show on you by saying, if you want to see the preview for next week, yeah. wait 25 minutes. What they don't, they should just say, or watch it online because it's posted immediately after Breaking Bad ends. It's online. I have to say, when, when Walt 
showed up on small town security and gave them all meth. On and a jetpack, right? <laughs> yeah, when he flew in the roof. Fucking code man came. And then he spent 20 minutes lighting cigars. I was like, this show rules. <laughs> um, I sure hope a lot of people listening don't have Dish Network because they have no idea yeah. <laughs> what we're talking about. I hope that too. Yeah, I, I have so. Dish. All I watch is the Speed Channel and Golfing Channel 2. <laughs> speed is the show that only sp- show, uh, the channel that only shows Speed 2 Cruise The Control. thing is, is that it's just very blurry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. I'm sorry. Sorry for people who hate the sounds of fake cars. It just sounds like a pig. You can just keep doing that fading off while I. Outro of the show. It just sounds that's me crying. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I'd like to baby. thank all of you guys for coming. Uh, Connor Ratliff, David Young, Henry Zabrowski for enjoying this night, and for all of you out there, thank, thank you, you so guys much. for coming. To and the for place. all those listening, thanks so much. They can't see this, but there are 400 people in the audience. And I'd like to say that they're all the women are taking their shirts off, and we're like, oh. yeah, so the men are hailing us and throwing g- golden loaves of bread towards us, <laughs> which are mined by draconians. <laughs> um, well, yes. thank you so much. Have a great night. And an early manana. Adios, amigos.